When you bring your child home for the first time, you want a baby monitor you can trust. When you choose Stork, you choose technology trusted to monitor 10 million babies in hospitals every year. Stork continuously tracks your baby's pulse rate, oxygen saturation, and temperature. Visit MassimoStork.com to learn more. Stork, a revolutionary baby monitor, is born. Stork is not a medical device. Read and understand all product labeling. Massimo data on file. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Mother lover, you gon' love this. Graduated from a rebel to a revolutionary in my area, they love this. I'm a record like a revenue engine, heaven's ascension, every dimension, give me attention. Look at my soul, look at my heart, look at my hope. Got the world on my back, but I carry it though. Tell them God got my hand, I ain't letting it go. I, I, I came from the side of the ocean. Swim with the best of them, I can't deny I was chosen. Yeah, it's the Miggity Mac, milk in the mic, I don't think I'm giving it back. Living unlimited, winning, that's a limited fact. I'm master this, ain't no coming after this. Resurrected from the dead. Hey, <laughs> welcome to Summit. Welcome back to others. Thank you for tuning in. I'm Mikey, half of the Black Millennium Marriage Podcast, and this is episode 128, my indie, the first indie of our season, Bucket List. Um, indie episodes are episodes that Randy and I record. Um, it's a way for us to honor who we are as individuals and not just who we are as spouses. In my indies this season, you can look forward to hearing and seeing, because we are on YouTube now, <laughs> um, my journey of rediscovering who I am. As I dig into myself, it is my goal to have some heart-to-hearts um, with people who knew me before I matured, before I found Randy, or before I had Drew, and before the world got to me. Um, going to be a, a, a deep dive into my psyche, <laughs> into Mikey, and I'm actually really excited about this because, again, this time we're on, we're on camera, we're on video, um, so you get to see some of these people who we've shared stories about in the past, um, my plan is for this to like get deep at some point in the future. But before we get into all of that, you have to hear about what it's going to be. Um, so each of my indies will have two parts. Part one is the main topic, which will consist of stories or interviews. Part two is head nod, uh, where I show some respect to someone who's doing something great that I think deserves some recognition. And lastly, I'm going to wrap every episode up with a little some someone. And um, so without further ado, let's get into it. So this season's theme is taking our shit back. Uh, for me, this involves doing some inner work, a lot of inner work, um, and putting effort towards figuring out who exactly I am, apart from my wife and my child. Um, while doing this work, I came to the conclusion, though, that I don't know anymore. <laughs> like, I know who I am, but I'm not sure. Um, and not only don't I really know, um, but I'm tired of constantly feeling like a project in progress. Uh, since I was young, I looked at myself as a work in progress or a thing that needed improvement um, and would never be finished. While constantly doing work to change behaviors and trying to be your best self um, has its pros, it also is like extremely tiring. <laughs> um, 
And I don't want to die feeling like an unsatisfied, unfinished uh, work in progress. Uh, but even more important than that, I want to live like I like my life <laughs> and like I like myself. So that revelation led me to thinking about the concept of a bucket list. I don't know how. My mind makes these weird connections, but it led me to the concept of a bucket list. Uh, things that you should do before you kick the bucket or die. Um, it's an extremely morbid concept, but I was told at a young age that I had like a morbid outlook on life. But this is what happens when your life is morbid. <laughs> um, but one thing that I started exploring and that I decided to put a twist on for 2021 is the concept of a bucket list. And I'm talking about that a little bit. So what is a bucket list? So if you've never heard of this term before, I actually had to do some research. Um, I'm big on words. I'm big on understanding what it is that I'm talking about and trying to figure things out. And so in doing that, I have to like Google shit. Um, so the bucket list was actually a movie in 2007 featuring Jack Nicholson and Morgan Freeman. I think I probably saw it when I was younger, but I have no recollection of this movie. I think Morgan Freeman was dying and like his friend was trying to get him to do some stuff before he died. I don't remember. That could be it, though. I could be close. Um, but it's based on a screenplay originated by Justin Zachman. And the screenplay was a list of things to do before I kick the bucket. And he later shortened that into Jordan, Justin's bucket list. Um, and all of that is cool. But my first time actually hearing the term of bucket list or kick the bucket was actually from 24 Hours to Live from Mace, Harlem Road, 1997, <laughs> the album. I think it was Jada Kiss verse. The song was featuring DMX, uh, rest in peace. And yeah, no, that, that that stuck with me because, you know, what would you do if your time was limited? Um, why don't you act like you have a limited amount of time now to accomplish your goals? These things I thought about, again, very, very early just kind of stuck with me. And those are the things that I'm examining right now. But a bucket list is essentially things to do before you die. It got me thinking about what I'm doing with my time here. Um, I'm really, really focused on and I have been very heavily focused on being a good husband on trying to not be the father that I didn't have, that I haven't actually been, I don't know, I guess the word would be intentional about who I want to be or appreciative of who I am because I'm constantly, again, doing the work and talking about doing the work. Um, and it gets a little draining. And honestly, I miss the days where we used to just have fun. <laughs> and it just got me thinking about what's important to me, why those things are important, and what's actually motivating me to do the things that I need to do. Um, and this season, some of the things that I want to explore is who I was before I kind of lost my way um, or before I started just accepting things, before I started giving up on dreams or before I started, uh, I don't know, before reality kicked in of like what adulthood would be like or before I started thinking or had these preconceived notions of what marriage was going to be like, fatherhood was going to be like, because no one knows. And ultimately, your life is what you make it. And I actually still have control over mine. Um, and for a long time, Randy and I were playing dead. We talked about this in a previous episode. But we weren't doing things for out of fear, essentially. We were, we were being pretty stagnant. We were just doing what made us feel comfortable and not necessarily what was best for us or what was actually right, um, essentially. And so it got me thinking, like, who was I? I remember when I was younger that a lot of people referred to me as a jack of all trades. I had a lot of different talents or I was good at a lot of things. And I was proud of this fact. Um, I could draw. I could dance a little bit. I could dance a lot. Try to be humble. Um, 
I could fix things. I could make things. I could work on cars. I had all of these interests and I wanted to do all of these things. And I had like a wild curiosity about me. And after a while, I started seeing or just started picking up on like the energy that I needed to like nail it down to one thing. Um, and it was actually, I don't remember which teacher it was, but they they told me the the complete quote of Jack of all trades. It was like Jack of all trades, king of none, which means like you, 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 you're, you're okay or you're good at a lot of things, but you'll never be an expert in one thing because you're just not good enough to be an expert in one thing. And I actually think there's another part to that quote. And if I find it, I'll put it up somewhere or do it. But it just made me think like, mm, like I just want to, I want to be good at, at one thing. I want to be great at one thing or great at all the things. Cause we grow up looking at people like, like Diddy and like Jay-Z, these people who started in one lane and just kind of ended up exploring a whole bunch of others. Um, and they got, they started off, maybe they weren't the best at it. Like, right, Diddy wasn't the greatest at TV when he first started, but it got really, really great. Um, or he didn't really know what he was doing when he jumped into it, but he learned, he figured it out, and great things came of it. Uh, Jay-Z never saw clothing line being, like, his thing in life, but it happened, and he learned from it, and he took that that information, and he started selling alcohol and took that information and started selling a better one. Like, a lot of the fear that life has instilled in us over the last know, decade has kind of pushed away that that dreamer or like made us kind of have to hide who we were when I don't know when we were fearless I started thinking about these things just looking at my daughter right Drew does not care Drew will (laughs) risk it all she will risk her life she does not she don't care she thinks that at some point somebody will fall her will catch her if she falls or is she just gonna fall she's gonna cry and she will move on and that may or may not stop her from doing it in the future and there's something freeing about that for the most part, I do catch her. Like, she knows daddy's there. Daddy got her. Mommy's there. Mommy got me. But she don't care. She takes some risks. She tries some stuff. She fails, whatever. And I look at her, and we talk to her, and we had these conversations, and we tell her, you know, that's life. Like, it's okay to fail, and it's okay to fall short sometimes. You know, you learn from these things. And we, I specifically, am preaching these things and telling my daughter these things because I wholeheartedly believe them, but it's not something that I practice. Um... And I want to practice the things that I'm preaching. Why is this important? Um, what does it have to do with bucket list? When I was younger, I started coming up with ideas with a list of things that I wanted to do before I die. And it's usually based off of either a TV show or a movie I was watching or something that once I was exposed to, I was like, oh, I got to do that before I die. Um, like one of the things on the top side of that list is I want to snowboard before I, before I die, right? I want to climb a mountain um, using like the little pitchforky thing that people do, like the spikes and stuff, because it's just something I want to do before I die. Like everybody wants to climb Mount Everest. I don't know about Everest, but I want to climb a mountain. Um, I want to visit a place that I never thought I would. I want to be able to like spin the globe, touch it, and then be like, all right, I'm gonna go there. Um, one of the things I want to do before I die is I want to snowboard. I got that from Johnny Tsunami growing up, like as a kid. It's like, ooh, there was a black kid on a snowboard, the um, Lee Thompson Young. He like played in the famous Jet Jackson or whatever. And he was the black character in this movie. And he made snowboarding look cool. And I was like, I could do that. Um, I would like to try that before I die. Like I made a list of all of these things that I want to do and places that I want to see. And when I started looking into 
the concept of a bucket list. People that don't really start doing stuff on their bucket list until later in life, like their 50s, 60s, like whatever retirement age is considered in the United States. Um, and I realized I don't want to be an old person doing these things. Like, why, why does he, why am I putting these things off, right? We make a lot of excuses for the things that we don't do. Um, and we, rash, we rationalize it in a way that basically aligns with whatever makes us comfortable. Now, I can say that I can't afford a trip um, to a mountain. Like, there's no money in our budget for me to go find a mountain to climb. There is, like, other things need to be taken care of. Um, and I could say that about anything at any point in my life forever because there's always a bill. There's always something that got to be paid. There's always something else that could be done. Um, but at some point, I would look back, probably be 60, 70, and realize that there's like a rock climbing place down the street, like like a couple of exits away from where we used to live. It's actually off 85 here in Atlanta. There's a rock climbing place that you can like take classes or you can like climb rock walls that are you know pretty high. So it's not a mountain essentially, but it is something of the like. And it just made me think like I'm holding off or putting off on a lot of things for reasons that don't really make sense. And I'm just sitting here and I'm biding time and I'm waiting and I don't understand what for. Um, and I think I'm tired of doing that. I'm tired of sitting and waiting and thinking, what am I doing this for? So I started again exploring what my bucket list is. And I've decided that I want to flip the concept of a bucket list. So instead of looking at it as things to do before I die, I want to look at it as things that make me feel alive that I can start doing today. And so that same bucket list basically broke down into like two things, actually. Um, and those two things were experiences and connections. And I kind of dive into what those were. So experiences were travel and fun. I want to do fun shit. I want to travel. I want to do fun shit in other places. Um, and these things have been like a constant in my life. I think when I was younger, my mother took us all over the place, actually. We were constantly up and down the East Coast. Um, we visited family in Texas. We um, went to Mexico when I was... 14, 15, I think. Um, went to Guyana in South America in 2001, shortly after 9 11. Um, like, my family travels. And so I've always wanted to go to other places. I wanted to be that person who had like a map in their, in their room or whatever. And they had like pins on all of the countries that they've been to or the cities that they visited. And I keep thinking that like it's too late for that. But that's just not true. These countries have not gone anywhere. And yeah, we're in the middle of a lockdown, but it's still possible. Um, and so those are things that I want to do as far as like travel is concerned. Fun. Um, I, again, while Everest is not down the street, there are things that I can do and places that I want to go. And I also just remember when I was a kid, we didn't have a lot of money, but we had a lot of fun. Um, my mother, God bless her. She, she did a lot of shit with her kids. Um, that as a, as a parent now, who's married to somebody and we are both actively parenting with one child. I'm not really sure how she did it. <laughs> like I know that she had to, maybe at some point she had to rob Peter to pay Paul. Maybe like, I don't, I don't know. Like she, whatever she did, she made sure that she had enough or she was able to figure out how to give us experiences, how to find a way for us to like enjoy some little piece of life. And I'm, I'm realizing now that Drew is two and she's about to be older that She's coming up on the age of things where well, I started remembering what was going on and what we were doing. Um, and I don't want my daughter to think I'm boring, that all I got in me is like a couple of like walks down the street, maybe a drive or two to a couple of places 
um, maybe a park visit here or there. Like we did more. I want to do things with my daughter. Um, it's important to me to do that. And I want to do things by myself, which is another thing that I'm you know, working on, figuring out and having the conversation with Randy. Um, so traveling fun, those experiences, those are things that I want to like get into. Um, and the second thing was connections. It's actually important to me now um, that I've been thinking about it, now that we've been locked inside for a couple of years. And now that I've had time to, I've had some conversations with a couple of people. Um, Jason Vives, uh, he is one of the hosts of the Chico podcast that Randy and I did a review on in season two. And we followed up with an interview with them in season two. Um, so if you haven't heard that, please go check it out. If you haven't heard of Chico, please stop wasting your time and go like go listen right now it's actually really good um but i've been having conversations with him that have had me thinking a lot about not only my upbringing but the connections that i've had and the impact that people have had on my life um and i realized that for a long time i thought that i was like alone right and i felt really lonely i felt like i wasn't connected to a lot of people and that i'd never be connected to a lot of people that i'm never going to have friends again because they were either dead or disconnected for other reasons and that everybody who's around me now is just going to be it. Like, this is just be it till the day I die. But I later realized that a lot of that was just me kind of keeping myself away from them. Um, I just, for a while, I just kind of closed myself off to people. People were disappointing. Um, it felt like it was just easier to, I don't know, to just kind of clam up, keep to myself. But that's what depression will do. It'll lull you into this space where you feel like, there is nobody and there's no reason for you to reach out to people and connect with people. But that's just not true. I'm actually, I'm an introvert. I'm an introverted extrovert. So I'm an extrovert first, introvert second. I like being around people. I like doing things. I like connecting with people. I like feeling energies. I like all of that shit. Um, but for years, I closed myself off to the possibility of it and any situation that would require me to do any of that. Um, I'm not very trusting of people but I am. Um, I don't like people, but I love them. It's just weird. Um, and so I want to get back to the concept of opening up to friends, making connections. We met a lot of really cool people while doing this podcast, um, in different states. Shout out to the family over on Patreon. Um, we have connected with people that I never thought that we connect with, um, like belief and fatherhood. Um, we've connected with, just people, right? Like, it's just like, I don't know. I just, I thought for a while that we'd just be closed off to welcoming new energies, but I think that I want that back. I think that I would like to try to see what happens if I continue to put myself out there in a way where people see that, you know, it's okay now to, also the world's kind of changed. Like people are, seem to be more into the concept of treating good people well. And so... I think maybe now that the world has kind of shifted that like good things will happen if I try some shit. So that's where I'm at. I want to open back up to the concept of um, friends and the connections. Also, you know, building family, building with family uh, over the last year while in quarantine, I've been able to connect with my older brother. Um, we did an episode in season two called brotherly love, my brother Prince. And, um, Opening up to or just rebuilding that relationship with my brother brought out a couple of things. It made me realize made me realize a few things. But one of the major things was the fact that family is just really important to me. Um, I have 
I have a big family. I have a lot of siblings. I have a lot of cousins. And I've always wanted a big family. And I want to be connected to family. For as long as I can remember, I've had this dream and this idea of like a really big family gathering where we rent out a house or a mansion or like or just a really big house. And I'm able to like invite everybody, like brothers, sisters, cousins, all of their kids, um, aunts, uncles, and everybody has like their own room and their own space in this big ass house. There's a pool. And we just, we do it for like, we do it really big for a weekend. Um, we have breakfast every morning, dinner every afternoon with like a chef. We, um, we have like karaoke and other like, you know, like game nights and like events and shit like that. Um, and there's like, there's something for everybody. Like, this is like the dream. And this dream has been a part, like has been a thing in my mind forever. It's never gone anywhere. But for the longest, I ain't been talking to family. I hadn't been connecting with anybody. My favorite cousin, um, Lana, she might hear this. Uh, she's always been my favorite cousin. And she was one of the people I was closest to. Like we hadn't even spoken in a very long time. Um, just because I wasn't trying to reach out to anybody, no reason in particular other than I just wasn't talking. And I realized that in order for me to have this dream that I have of this big family gathering, I got to actually like talk to my family. <laughs> um, but there was, there were, you know, I was, I was hesitant for a lot of reasons. I don't know that side of my family and I'm, everybody's kind of has their own thing going on and whatever, any excuse that you can make to not do the things you're supposed to be doing or that you set out to do or want to do. Um, but I want to do it. I want to do it. So I'm going to do it. I'm going to start family building. That's going to be a thing. Um, building family, open up to people, just getting back to who I was. Um, and again, this season with, um, with the theme of, of taking our shit back, taking our shit back being the theme, I am excited to try some new old shit and see what comes of it. Um, and I hope that y'all enjoy what that looks like as we go through it. Yeah. When you bring your child home for the first time, you want a baby monitor you can trust. When you choose Stork, you choose technology trusted to monitor 10 million babies in hospitals every year. Stork continuously tracks your baby's pulse rate, oxygen saturation, and temperature. Visit MassimoStork.com to learn more. Stork, a revolutionary baby monitor, is born. Stork is not a medical device. Read and understand all product labeling. Massimo data on file. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. All right, my second segment, head nod. Um, head nod is, again, a gesture of respect, a sign that I see you. Um, and so I have one for this episode. Last season, I used to do, I think, like two or three an episode. But this time, I kind of stick to one um, because actually, you know, I wanted to do it last season. And um, 
I think it just kind of like fits with what I have going on currently in life. But this head nod goes out to Kier Gaines. Um, some people may or may not know who that is. He is or formerly was Kier and them on Instagram. I think now it's just Kier Gaines. Um, he is a black man. He is a father. He is a husband. He's a therapist. Uh, the first video I saw of Kier's was, I want to say 2020, but I feel like it was before then. Um, but there was, an, there was a couple of videos of his that actually went viral mid-2020, beginning of 2021, and like attention, and it kind of like blew up. And I was like really, really proud because he had been sharing a message that I feel like needed to be heard. And it just feels really, really good to see that that is getting that attention. But he he essentially talks about the importance of therapy for black people, black men specifically. Um, one of the videos that I remember of his that was like the big one was the one he was walking. He was walking down the street or like he was walking maybe through his neighborhood with his daughter. He was holding her and he was talking about um, how black boys, they'll, they'll see him or they'll reach out to him and be like, hey, um, man, I, I really want like a, like a family like yours. Like I love to see what you do, what you and your wife is doing with your daughter and stuff like that. And he just goes on to talk about like how great that is, but how important it is that everybody recognize, like they work for that shit. Like after a while, while he was talking, you could see that he just, he, the way that he speaks is just one of the things I genuinely admire about him. Just an intelligent black man sharing thoughts. Um, while I have the same thoughts as him when it comes to many things, I'm just not able to articulate it in the way that he does. And I really appreciate the way that he does do it because there's just a lot of thought behind his words. But um, he's just talking about essentially how, like, when you see it, it's great that you acknowledge it, but you have to acknowledge that, like, there's work behind this. And if you do want something like this, you're going to have to put in work behind it because you don't just throw, I think he said, you don't just throw water on your, on, on a woman and you grow a family, like, it's a, it's a lot of, it's a lot that goes into it. There's a lot of storms. There's a lot of fighting. There's like not fighting each other, but like fights. There's just, there's stuff that you got to go through in order to get this beautiful thing that you see in front of you. Um, but it actually starts with like doing internal work. He flipped it all and was like, yeah, but like go get therapy for yourself because before you can build with somebody else, you gotta, you gotta work on you. Um, and it's resonated with me for a lot of reasons. When I got married, not when I got married, when I got in a relationship with Randy, things were just so different. And there was so much that I wanted to change about who I was, the boy I was and the man I was trying to be and how I knew that that was aligned with the woman that was in front of me. And I knew that that was going to be a major part of my growth and getting me to that point. Um, but at, at, at some point, I think that I put so much effort into trying to be this person that I just forgot a lot of really great things about who I was prior. And this is about, again, rediscovering that. And every single one of his videos is just extremely thought provoking. Um, he has a beautiful family. Um, his wife is lit. Like, I think she's, I want to, I don't want to get this wrong. What is it? She's like an attorney or some shit. Like she, she do some, shit. like she's, she's also like extremely like nice with what she does. And, um, I, I look at them and I look at them as an example of the honesty um, that I appreciate seeing coming from people who decide they want to be vulnerable um, and really mean it. Um, and me also coming from a counseling background, I was not a therapist because I didn't want to get the certifications because that was going to require more school. 
um, and a whole bunch of hours working in an office. I just did not want to do that. Um, so I was a couple tiers below, but you know, I also just appreciate the work that he put behind what he's doing. And so, yes, a head nod to care. It is a goal of mine to actually like have a conversation with this man at some point in life. Um, connect going back to that previous uh, segment because like men like that um, aren't rare. They exist. They are out here. They've been out here, but they need more shine on them. And I love seeing shit like that. So head nod to you, sir. If you ever see this, love your shit. Um, Yeah. All right, you all, I'm going to close out now and I'm going to leave you all with this. Um, Just because you are a work in progress does not mean you are broken. Uh, It just means you're a work in progress. It's okay to have things to work on, but do not get so wrapped up in those things that you forget who you are, what you are, and the point of what you're doing. Um, I am not trying to appear away. I don't want to look like I'm a great dad. I want to be a great dad. I don't want to look like a great husband. I want to be a great husband. I don't want to look like a great man. I want to be a great man. And all of those things require work. They require thought. They require doing. Um, So I can no longer sit and not do. And I hope that something from this conversation or something from what you see in the future inspires you to do and not sit. Thank you. Black and Little Marriage Podcast is co-hosted, co-produced, co-created, co-everything by Mikey and Randy Chapman. So if you like what you hear and see, support the show and our work on Patreon at patreon.com slash Black Millennial Marriage. That's right. The Black Millennial Marriage Podcast is on Domino Sounds Network. New episodes once Once a week. week. (laughs) That's how y'all get. The Black Millennial Marriage Podcast Fight or Flight Jingle was created by Ebony Janae at Janae's Jingles. Details in our show notes. We are available on YouTube, mm-hmm. iTunes, mm-hmm. Spotify, yep. Stitcher, mm-hmm. Google Podcasts, and mm-hmm. all other major streaming services. Rate us. Five stars. And subscribe if you enjoyed this episode. Yes, click the link in the bottom. Do the bell for the notifications and all the other stuff that people say on YouTube videos. We'll get better at this as we go along. <laughs> Be sure to check out our website, www.blackmillennialmarriage.com and follow us on social Social media platforms on Instagram we are Black Millennial Marriage. On Facebook we are Black Millennial Marriage Podcast. And on Twitter we are at underscore the Chapmans. As always, y'all, be blessed. Don't settle. Fight clean. Peace. Peace. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off 
my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durban Marshall credit card bill.